created live on Fireside. Hey, everyone. How are you? So this is YNS Live. And my guest, as you guys have seen her all over Fireside lately, is Kelly Rizzo. Kelly, thank you so much for jumping on and saying hi to everyone. Oh, thank you for having me, Juliet. This is so fun. I don't... I don't think I've been a guest on Fireside yet. So this is very exciting. So exactly. Kelly, I have been like watching you. <laughs> that sounds so creepy. Um, but I <laughs> but I have. Um, so I am loving what you're doing. And I have been in a couple of your rooms on Fireside. And I just love your energy and just everything about you, your stories on Instagram. Um, you're just like a fun, fun person with like a really good heart. So, you know, oh. I just want to say thanks, you know, for... Thank you. Uh, letting us into your world. So that's where I want to start. I would love for you to kind of tell us how you got started in all of this. Oh, gosh, it's it's kind of a fun, interesting story. First, thank you for a having me and b saying those very, very kind words. That's of course, very nice. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so gosh, it was about 10 almost years ago now that um, I was in a real estate career with my family for almost 20 years at the time. And I got very burnt out on it. I went through a divorce and I'm like, gosh, I just need to do something new. I kind of wanted to reinvent myself. And this was at the time when, you know, people were kind of starting blogs, even though it wasn't really a thing yet, but you know, there was definitely no social media really yet, except Facebook. And I'm like, I'm going to start a blog. Like, what do I love? What can I speak to? What am I passionate about? And what can I maybe educate people on. I'm like, well, I love food, travel, and music. So I literally just went out and bought eattravelrock.com and I started vlogging. And then I knew that I really wanted to do more on camera and more video content, but like, you know, that wasn't really even a thing back then either, you know, and I didn't have my own TV show at the time. So I'm like, well, what am I going to do? And I started doing um, a lot of band interviews, like big, you know, famous rock bands, country bands, um, you know, interviewing them like backstage at their shows, at their music venues. And so um, that was really fun. And then I got a a local food show in Chicago, where I'm from. And then it just kind of started snowballing. And then I was like, wait, can this be a full-time career? Right, right, right. right. You know, like a hobby. And then I'm like, wait, no, I really want to focus on making this my actual job. And um, then it started becoming a little bit more commonplace for, you know, I hate the term influencer, but, you know, whether it was influencer, or blogger, you know, things like that, where I started being able to actually turn it into a full-time job. And then I moved to LA about four and a half years ago. And then ever since then, for sure, Eat Travel Rock has been an actual career and not just a hobby. Right. And I love that. And, you know, I think because this is what I talk about pretty much in all and when I do my Your Next Stop, which is my podcast, which is pre-recorded, and then I have my live shows here. Um, one of the things that is always kind of comes up and how people kind of found their niche is they were doing something before that they just didn't feel like it was for them, right? They didn't right. feel like their purpose in life was that. And so I love that you said that you kind of were like, I want to change things because there's so many people that don't, right? There's so many people that just right. stay in that spot where they're just, they wake up and they go through the motions. And to me, that's like the worst thing in the world. Like I really, I can't imagine waking up and going through the motions. Now, do some days we all have that? Yes, right? I mean, that's right. that's normal. But the fact that you kind of saw that, how old were you around then? Do you um, remember? 
gosh, about 32 or so, let's say 10 okay. years ago. Right. So, and a lot of times people think that by the time they're in their 30s, if they don't have it all figured out, that it's over. Right. You know? And, you know, to almost start a new career, I mean, and it's not like it was related to real estate. I mean, this was completely <laughs> a departure. Um, so at, you know, in my mid thirties then to really kind of start digging into it, um, you know, makes me now when I talk to people that are like in their twenties, they're like, I can't believe I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm like, right. you are so young. You have so much time, you know, so much it, time. It, like you have plenty of time to figure it out. Like I didn't start what I'm doing until, you know, it really was maybe like 34 until I like really got into it. Right. And I feel like there's also so many times, and that's why I would say to people, like, it doesn't matter the age, right? I mean, mm -hmm. there was paths in my life, you know, where I was in advertising. I lived in New York City. I love that. I met my husband and we decided to start a family. And so then I kind of took a step back because that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a mom and I took a step back. And then as my kids got older and it was like, okay, I'm not needed as much. Now I need to figure something else out because I really don't want to go in and be the room mom again. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not like the this is what's funny about it. Like I do not bake. I do not really cook. And so I was always like the one that brought the store bought stuff and we, the town that we lived in, everyone, I mean, the desserts they would bring were crazy. And I was like, yep, nope, this is me. It's from Whole Foods though. And, I, <laughs> and I'd bring it and I'd be totally fine with it. But I knew that I wanted something a little bit more. I wanted something a little bit more. And that's kind of how my, you know, life evolved. And then I, and I, I'm curious about your thoughts here. I feel like when the universe or God, whoever you believe in or whatever you believe in, you all of a sudden are in the path that you're meant to be and the doors just start opening, right? And things just right. start happening in front of you. So I would love for you to touch a little bit on that, like how you believe in that. And then I want to go into the, you know, when you're interviewing um, oh, the rock really bands. That's a really good question um, because you're right. And I have this all the time and it's true, no matter what field you're in, even if you're doing your dream job, there's always going to be moments that are not as wonderful. And a lot of times where you feel kind of down or dark and like, God, is it, am I doing the right thing? And am I doing right. it the right way? And, um, you know, is this really working or is this really going to happen? So I had that conversation with my husband a lot because, you know, he's been in, in the entertainment industry and showbiz for 45 years now. And, <laughs> right. um, you know, it's, so he has a lot of perspective, you know, and there'll be times where, you know, I've only been doing this several years and, you know, I'm like, oh, like this didn't work out or this didn't work out. He's like, welcome to showbiz. That's what this is. You need to just, you know, suck it up, move on, you know, and keep your head high and don't get negative and just stay positive. So it's great to have him with that perspective, but it's true because there's, so many times where you're like, oh man, like this didn't work out. And then you start to get negative. And then what I found recently that's kind of helped is that when that happens to just take a step back and because when you're an entrepreneur, as you know, you're always like pitching yourself, you're selling yourself. You don't always have a full team of people that's out there trying to do it for you. I mean, you're hustling and you're grinding and you're like, okay, I, like, I'm trying to make this happen. So when I found that things kind of can hit a wall sometimes, which they do, I mean, everything kind of ebbs and flows and comes in waves right. that when you're at a point where things aren't going your way, instead of forcing it or being like, I'm going to work harder, which in my mentality, because I had a career in sales for, you know, almost two decades and in real estate, 
you know, when things are slow, I mean, you have to think of ways, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to work harder now. I'm going to put in more time and more hours and, you know, sell, sell, sell. But when it's a career like this, sometimes you just have to take a step back and be like, Mm -hmm. I'm just not going to do anything right now. Like I'm just going to, I'm not going to pitch myself. I'm not going to send any emails. I'm not going to try to make stuff happen. And maybe sometimes like I had this happen recently for, you know, things were just not going my way for, you know, a couple months. I'm like, all right, I'm taking one whole month where I'm just not going to push and try to force things to happen. And then I took that time and then sure enough, you know, the universe kind of makes things kind of start flowing in again. Flowing again. And then now I've been incredibly busy again where I wasn't even trying to make that happen. It just kind of happens. Right. And so I, yeah, I love that you said that because that's the thing. Sometimes it is like taking it. I always say pause your body. Um, And my kids, my husband love, they're like, oh my God, with pause your body. But it's, and I am full on. I mean, I, I, it's hard for me to pause my body, but there's Mm -hmm. a lot of times when I do pause my body, even if it's in like that crazy moment where it's like, usually it's when I'm walking my dogs. It's usually I kind of pause and I get like thoughts. Oh, you know what? Right. I need to kind of think of this way, or I need just not to think at all right? Which I mean, is very hard, but just maybe just like listen to some music and just sing and not think, okay, what do I need to do next? What do I need to do next? And when you do that, again, the universe sometimes is like, you know what? Okay. You've done, you've kind of taken that step. Hey, I'm going to throw a little bread in front of you. And since you paused, you're going to see it, right? If you're going, going, going and not like stopping ever, sometimes you're missing things that you're really meant to see. So um, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. You know, so, okay. So when you were doing the interviews for the rock bands, how did you even go about that? Like, was that something you had a connection that helped you get in there or was it just, you were like, okay, I'm going to stand outside like, you know, Penny Lane. (laughs) (laughs) Not quite. Um, So I, because once again, of my sales background, I never had any fear of talking to people or asking people. I mean, I have incredible comfort levels of going up to the biggest CEO in the world and being like, Hey, like I have an idea or I've like, let's, you know, we listen to me up, you know, on this. So, um, obviously this isn't that big of level, but, um, I was friends with the owner of this music venue in Chicago called Joe's bar. And anyone who's, I mean, if you know, country music, you know, Joe's bar, I mean, they're the biggest country music venue in the country. Um, and they have the biggest acts. I mean, it's a smaller music venue, but I mean, they'll have like Garth Brooks and Kenny Chesney. I mean, big people come through there. And I just pitched to the owner. I said, you know, you guys have all these bands coming through and artists and you don't have anyone that's interviewing them and like getting their story. And you have this really cool green room in back. Like, why don't let's get a video team together and I'll interview the bands. And so that turned into, I mean, it wasn't like, my biggest paying gig ever, but I was like the fact that I was getting paid, even if it was like five cents to interview some of my favorite country artists and bands. Um, I was like, I can't believe I'm like, this is really happening. And it was like very exciting at the time. And, um, you know, when they, I'd get a call and they're like, okay, you know, big and rich is coming through this weekend or whoever it was. And like, we want you to interview them. So then it turned into, um, when I started doing Eat Travel Rock TV, which is my own web series, um, then I was able to obviously not just do country artists, but, you know, obviously my Eat Travel Rock, I'm like, I really want to focus also (laughs) more on rock. So then I was able to, 
you know, once I kind of had that track record, I was able to have, you know, my publicist or my agent, like reach out to people and get these interviews. Right. I love that. And I should say not Penny Lane because Penny Lane was sleeping with the band. So I didn't mean it. I did not mean it in that way. I guess I should say the no, guy I that was doing I didn't even take offense because I just love that movie so much. And, you know, you still, uh, well, as I was saying, I was like, Penny wait, Lane. Yeah. you do love Penny Lane. And so do I a hundred percent love Penny Lane. But as I said that, I was like, wait a second, right? No, that <laughs> she was sleeping with the band. So I did not mean it that way. Um, Probably but I love that. Band, right. 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 Um, I love though that you, so that's where you like, you are a big thinker, right? You see the big picture. You're like, how can I do that? Mm -hmm. And again, that's probably, you know, something that you were born with and that you learned from your family business. So, which is really cool. Then you took that and then made it into something bigger. So who was one of your favorites when you were um, doing that? Like, you know, when you first started, who was, if you can think of like one of your favorite bands that you interviewed? Oh gosh. Um, Well, at the time when I was doing it for Joe's bar, um, it was, I mean, once again, some of my favorites who I really loved interviewing might not be, let's say, the biggest names. Um, right. But like one of my favorites way back in the day was Josh Kelly, um, who actually was a pop artist. You know, he's married to Catherine Heigl, um, but he was a pop artist, but then he became a country artist. And he was one of my very first, first interviews. And he was just so lovely and so wonderful. And then I started interviewing some bigger bands like at Joe's Bar. Um, but then on my own time, um, I started interviewing, oh gosh. So funny. It's like then it's like when somebody asks what your favorite restaurant I know, is. I know. Sorry. Draw a blank. It's <laughs> no, like now I'm like, you know, I, I've yeah. had so many that now I'm like, oh gosh, like Leave Rice and uh Jared Neiman and um, you know, just so many great big country artists. And then yeah. rock artists, um, it's so funny. Like I don't have as many, let's say, rock artists on. I mean, I interviewed like D Snyder from you know Twisted Sister, right. which was so funny. Like he was oh, just crazy. Um but now it's it's so funny that it's mainly country artists. So I'm like, if you're not in the country world, you might not know a lot right. of these people. But right, um, yeah. But now that I've I in the last couple of years, I kind of took a break from doing more music stuff. Yeah, because when you look on social media, it's food and travel is what plays more. So do and so right. You know, when I would post an interview with me interviewing like Borns recently or some other really cool rock artists, it just wasn't getting the traction that right. all of my food and travel stuff was getting. So I'm like, okay, maybe I'll put that off to the side. But the then side. now lately, people are so into like the fact that live music is coming back. Right. So I'm trying to kind of beef up the, the music side again. I love that. And James in the audience said that was a genius move, how you kind of talked about the green room, which is so true. Well, that's the thing. And that's, again, I love how you're in that space where you see you're doing a couple different things because I, um, you know, came when you got onto Fireside, but even before that, I would watch some of your stuff where you were doing, you know, the cocktails and um, and some of your travel stuff. Like I know you just were in, in Louisville, right? With your, your best in friend. Louisville, yeah. And that was seeing the Metallica concert and James Addiction and really... I'm like, all right, I am getting back into this full on and I'm going to just blast out the Metallica content for like 10 days straight Yes, (laughs) and and people are going to watch it, you know? So, um, and then it makes me happy then when I go back into the rock mode and then people really start responding to it. I'm like, good. The people are still there. The people that want to hear about music are still there. Well, that's the thing you have, you have so many different niches, but you're so you, you, and the thing that I actually, and again, what I was kind of drawn to you about is that you do all of them very seamlessly. Like there's some people that can do one thing really, really well, but like you can see and feel 
like your excitement, right? You could see and feel that you were so excited to get back to that, um, the concerts, right? And then when you got home, you made um, Bob a really nice drink, which I like took screenshots of it, right? You made like some bourbon maple syrup drink or something. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Last night. Because, um, well, Bob had been traveling for two weeks and I was traveling for two weeks. And so we didn't right. see each other. And we went out to dinner last night. So before I'm like, let's have a little pre-dinner cocktail. So, um, so nice. So yeah, I made a little fall kind of take on an old fashioned. It was really, really delicious, actually. It will look because I it first is still I was... on my Instagram. If anyone, oh good, right? Uh, so when Instagram Insta- stories, um, <laughs> go watch and... it because yes, it was good. It looked yeah, but you know what? It's funny because a lot of people are you know they have either a, a food blog or show or a travel blog or show or a music blog or show, and. I think sometimes people are like, oh, she just is naming the three things that everybody likes, food, travel, and music. And she's saying she's an expert in all them. But you're right. It is bringing them all together yes. in kind of a seamless way at the same time. And it's not more, it's not as much about, you know, here I am like the expert. I'm going to tell you about this. It's more of me being genuinely and authentically excited about all this. And really it's more just like about the attitude overall. Like sometimes, you know, if, on my show, I'm just doing something that's food and travel related, but the rock is always still there in like spirit, you know, it's more of like the attitude and the vibe of, you know, it's like a rock and roll vibe kind of is always there throughout, whether it's, you know, just the music I choose for the the background music or whatever it is, it's always just there, you know? Well, and that's the thing. And when you said that, you really do. And I'm not just saying that because you're on the show right now, but you really do do it authentically. Like you could see how excited you are and like, and how much you love to share it, right? Like you also love to share it with your audience. Like, hey, I just found this or, oh, I'm making this cocktail or I made this smoothie and I just want to share it with you guys because I really like it. And it's not like to be like, right, you're the expert of it, even though you've gotten into this niche that you're you're really good at. So I think that's- um, No, but I really think it's it's something yeah. beautiful because, you know, through social media and as you said, like with the whole influencers and all of that, you can tell. Um, I mean, I know I've been in this space now for a while. Like I can tell the ones that truly love what they're doing or the ones that are trying to really um, – you know, just do it for the, for the views or the, the likes or whatever. Like you could tell you're getting those because you really like what you're doing. And so people are like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. And again, you're going to have the people in all three of those categories that are going to, you know, jump to one thing and be like, oh, I love it. But then they're going to share with their friends who maybe love the travel part more, especially now that travel and, you know, the rock that you can get into it. So I think it's like brilliant how you really have tied all, all three together. So what, um, you're welcome now, really. So where's your next, where's your next trip? Like, what are you, what are you doing next? What's on the the agenda? um, I go to Tempe, Arizona this weekend um, because a lot of the work that I do is with tourism boards. And I always try to choose places that either I know and love and I can kind of share with people my take on it or a place that I've never been before that I've been looking forward to going to. Right. Um, So I've been to, my sister went to ASU and I've been to Tempe a million times. We used to have a house in Scottsdale. So I know the area really well, but Tempe recently has really exploded in terms of not just being a college town. You know, they have like some really nice new hotels and a lot of really cool outdoor activities. So I'm going with a friend of mine and we're going to, you know, go on Tempe Town Lakes and do this crazy like e-bike tour and lots of hiking. And then I guess they have a lot of really cool new like nightlife and cocktail bars and restaurants and the new hotel that they have there is really cool. So 
we're going to do Tempe. And then oh, that the week fun. after yeah. that, I go to Tulsa because um, I've never been to Oklahoma. And um, there's Tulsa, I guess, has this really cool emerging food scene too. So I'm going to check out Tulsa. And yeah, so those are the next two upcoming trips in October. <laughs> Oh, that's so fun though. So I, and I love what you said there that like, you'll go to a place that you really like and you want to share, but then a place that you've never gone. So you can kind of get the view, like as, as a, a, you know, someone like me or someone watching or listening, you can kind of see like, oh, okay. Now I can see that Kelly has been there and this is what she loves about it. And then watching you, it's almost like, I mean, I know this sounds like so corny, but we went um, one summer to Europe and like watching my kids, just their eyes, like be like, wow, I, you said this was going to be amazing here in Italy, but I, I didn't know it was going to be this amazing. So it's kind of cool for us on the other side to see you experience the things that you've heard of and that you've researched because you obviously have you know do the research so you're going to find the really good spots which is exciting so it's like kind of fun to be on the other side to like watch that kind of unfold yeah especially for like for instance for Tulsa a lot of times that might not be somebody's main destination but maybe if they're on a road trip and they're driving through at least this right. way now I'm like okay here's some cool restaurants you know that maybe weren't on like diners drive-ins and dives or whatever like here's like some cool new like a cool cocktail bar in Tulsa where if you're driving through you can hit up something that's not like a chain restaurant or something like that so that's my goal for some of these cities that might be a little off the beaten path um but also I know this sounds a little corny but my one of my main goals in life is to go to all 50 states and Oklahoma is like one that I haven't been to yet so I'm like oh I'm like checking it off because now I'm at like 42 out of 50 states so I'm like all right I'm getting there Oh, that's so fun. Okay, so Jen in the audience said, go to Buffalo, her hometown. And then James said, we both should go to Scotland for some haggis. I think I said that right. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So Scotland is probably one of my favorite places I've been. Um, Bob and I went two years ago now. Oh, I love that one. (laughs) And Edinburgh was... It's probably one of my favorite cities I've ever been to. And I've been dying to go back. And since I went last time, I've now become like this huge Outlander fan. And now I'm just like, I need to go back to Scotland. And I do have a potential trip in the works right now. And I'm really excited. I'm like, fingers crossed oh, that it comes fun. through. Because if it does... Oh, there will be some Scotland travel guides coming up. So. <laughs> right. Right. Oh my gosh. That's so fun. All right. So I have, I know we're going to be um, cutting this short, but I have like two more things that kind of come oh, to yeah. mind when I'm thinking. So of course it's going to be, and I know cocktails, you make so many different ones, but what is your go-to cocktail? And I know I'm sure so many people ask you that, but like, you know, if you're like, oh, this is it. what I need today. Um, my go-to, so there's two pretty much, um, mainly it's a Negroni. Um, I just love mm. the bitterness. I love Campari. Um, and when a bartender makes it perfectly balanced, it's like the perfect cocktail. Um, but then when I'm with Bob, if we go to a place that's more of, you know, like a high-end restaurant that's kind of like a steakhouse kind of vibe, something like that, his drink is always, oh my gosh, it, it takes 10 minutes for him to explain it to the bartender and he calls it the <laughs> Jewish James Bond. Um, because he's like, so it's a vodka martini, bruised, very, very cold, blue cheese olives, slightly dirty, no vermouth. And then he's like, dead penguins floating, Kate Winslet on a door. I mean, he goes like through this whole thing, like how cold it has to be. Okay. Right, right, right. And then I just say, too. I'll have that. I'll I'll do that too. Like just, I'm not going to repeat it. Just I'll do too. So sometimes if he does the, if he does the whole song and dance, I'll be like, okay, I'll. I'll do that also. Right. 
Um, but usually it's a Negroni. Like if I'm in a cocktail lounge or something like that. Okay. So also like red or white, if you had to pick one, wine. So as much as I know about food, I know just as little about wine. And I probably would go white because red can give me a headache. Like I can have one glass and immediately right. have a headache. Right. Um, and I just don't, I don't have the developed palate for Got wine as much. And we're like white wine. I could be like, Oh, this is a Sauvignon Blanc or this is a Chardonnay right. or this is a red wine. Like it all kind of tastes the same to me. Please don't hate me people. I, I know it's <laughs> embarrassing, but I can't tell. And Bob will be like, Oh, this wine is just so, Oh, taste this. Oh, this is like, and a, it does the legs and that's a bottle. And I'm like, it tastes the same to me as the other one. Like, don't, I'm a cheap date when it comes out. Cause like, don't waste your money on me with right. a nice red wine. Cause it all tastes the same to me. But isn't that interesting? But that's where I think it's so fascinating to people's palates, right? Like someone has mm. something that tastes a little spicier to them and then someone else will taste it and will have a completely different flavor. And that's why I love food. Cause I think it's really cool to kind of like, you know, also being a mom and watching my kids, like when, when we went through Italy, like one's picking out certain things that they love. Like my one son could tell if it had a different olive oil. And I thought that when he was little and I was like, that's oh, so wow. cool. Yeah, he'd be like, Oh, that has a different olive oil than the other one. And so we would always ask that's, and it was, it was like, that's really good. So good. Right. Um, and so I think that's like really cool, but again, there's like nothing wrong with that. Cause so your palate for red wine is not as, I mean, people would say sophisticated, but I don't, I, I don't think that's the exactly. word. I mean, I was just in Louisville and did a bourbon tasting and it, you know, she's like, this one is a little bit more. And I'm like, yeah, uh-huh. Right. Like, uh, you know, but where tequila, I can, right spot the difference yes. in tequilas all day long. And I could be like, too. Oh, that is, you know, that's a more fine tequila than this one. And this is a platinum. And this, I mean, you know, right. tequilas are different for me, but bourbon, I'm like, oh, all kind of just tastes like fire. Right, right, right. I know. And it smells like fire. Um, okay. So want to um, kind of end with what is your favorite fall dish that you're, you've come across? Like, again, a go-to, like you're like, okay, we're, I'm going to cook tonight. I'm going to throw something together. What is your favorite? Oh gosh, that's interesting. Um, well, it, it's, I know it's a little cliche or a little basic or like played out now, but <laughs> anything with, you know, like I have my little pumpkin set up in there and my little flowers, uh, fall flowers, because anything kind of like pumpkiny and squash, yeah. you know, it, in the fall that, ha you know, sage and like a pumpkin butter and all, all that, like a pasta with like ravioli, pumpkin ravioli. Basically anything from Trader Joe's that is like <laughs> pumpkin oriented, <laughs> you just have to go through it and then you get burnt out on it. You know, you do it for a couple of weeks and you overload on the pumpkin stuff. And then you're like, all right, I did it. Now I can move on to the cranberry right. <laughs> flavored stuff. Right, 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 right. But, um, um, but it, it, is it fun, does though, to do, to do the, to do the pumpkin thing when it first comes out and um, basically fall when it, things start to get cooler soups and pastas for me mm. and as, as, soup. as an italian i also have to have pasta for every meal and it's very cozy and comforting for me so yeah. um, i mean i like it all year long but definitely in the fall right and it is it, there's something about it when the summer kind of comes to an end it really is you're like oh, squash like i mean it's something whether it's media or just the way like the air feels but it does it kind of feels feels really nice um i know it's we're gonna, not cold here yet it's still hot. i know i was gonna say you're it's in la here so. in la <laughs> I'm talking it's, about i was just in chicago all week and i brought all my fall clothes 
And it was 85 degrees every day. I'm like, <gasps> and then I come here and it's still hot. I'm like, oh, well. Oh, see, I'm in New York one day, and it's, one it's, day. it's getting cooler. I know it's getting cooler, but I have to say, as I've gotten older, there's been like three days where going to the, you know, early morning, the kids have to be at school by like 7.20. Um, and my oldest now you. is, Oh, it's, it's early, but I get up early, so it's fine. But my oldest has his permit, so he drives to school in the morning. And the other morning, it was, I think it was like in the 50s, and we're like by the beach. So it is like we're out in West Hampton area, so it is cooler where we are than you know, you go 15 minutes uh, west and it is a little warmer. Wow. So I have to say, I have to say that. Yes, it's, it's actually crazy. Totally different weather, so cool. literally 15 minutes. It is, but sometimes you'll be coming in and like, oh my God, it's pouring. And then you get here and we're like, oh my God, over West Hampton. It's well, it's sunny. like here with the valley. I mean, it can be yes. 80 in, uh, you know, in Brentwood or in LA. And then it's 95 in the valley just right over the hill right over the hill right so that is it's kind of crazy but so that's what we literally walked outside and my son was like oh i gotta go get a sweatshirt he's like it's cold and i was like it is cold and as i've gotten older i get like a little bit a little bit colder colder but isn't that when people then move to florida or they move to like the warmer weather I kind of get it. Exact opposite, right? (laughs) Right, totally. Well, um, Kelly, thank you so much for jumping on. I really, really appreciate this. And I'm so excited that I was able to kind of give everyone that is new to Fireside, whether they're, you know, broadcasting live was a little weird today because of the fact that some of the platforms are down, but I will be posting this on other places and some people will be able to hear the replay. But it's... um, it's just fun for them to get kind of insight of, of how you started because everyone starts in, in a certain place and everyone has a story and it's fun to hear, oh, that person was like me. I was in my family business. You know what? I'm feeling like I kind of want to change thing up. Right. And then they hear a story like this and they're like, you know what? I'm going to do it. So thank you for you know jumping on and being oh, with us here at YNS Live. Thank you for having me, Julia. This was such a pleasure. Thank you so much. And thank you everyone for listening. So this was so yeah. much fun. We'll see you next time on YNS Live. Thanks, Cal. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Thanks, everyone.